first episode of 2021 wow we haven't talked to you guys since last year nick is currently in the closet and we are just <laughs> guys today uh so let's start off with some nba news uh earlier last week ian the milwaukee bucks made history for making the most three-pointers in a game against miami they had 29 yeah i think this happened on the day that we recorded and it seems like a lifetime ago yeah, I would also. I don't know if it was the day we recorded. I think it was the day the episode came out. I think it was last Tuesday. Oh, okay. But either way, it from the get go, they just could not miss. It was unreal. Yeah, um, I think they really wanted some revenge against Miami for the playoffs last year, and they definitely got it by breaking an NBA record. Yeah. Uh, and right now, the Milwaukee Bucks actually have the best three-point percentage as a team in the NBA. And I think that game was a big part of it because what did they shoot, like 55% from three that game, I want to say? Yeah, it was insane. It, it literally seemed like they just couldn't miss. It was like watching the Heat play against us in the playoffs, honestly. <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun. Giannis only had nine points, and we won by, was it 29, 39? Oh, I thought it was like 50. Maybe it was maybe it was closer to that. I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. Um, but it it was refreshing to see the Bucks play that well with Giannis, like not really doing anything, because every everybody always says our downfall is that Giannis gets stopped in the playoffs and then nobody else can do anything. So that was a good sign for us. Yeah, it was too bad it couldn't carry over to the next game since it was a back to back. But I will say. Just watching the Bucks like com- like have a competitive game with the Heat and not really get blown out on the shooting end of things, it kind of makes me makes me intrigued. It, I think that it really helps them because even Dante DiVincenzo, I don't know if you saw the quote, but he said it'll take probably twenty to twenty five games for the teams to adjust offensively, offensively and defensively. So we really won't see any defense until probably the end of January. Yeah, which. I mean, I'm kind of glad he said that because I think a lot of Bucks fans were, like, worried about the way the season started. But we've talked about it. We know it's a brand-new team and that it's things are going to take time. And we bounced back against the Bulls, and we won by 30 the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, how have the Bulls' season gone so far? Not not that bad. They've won a couple the last Yeah, night. after starting off super poorly, they're actually, what, three and four now? Yeah. They've won three in a row. They've won th- – three wins this past week. So, you know what? We're looking good. Zach Levine dropped 39 last night. That was a nice plus. Mm-hmm. Granted, they played the Wizards and the Mavericks without Luka. Well, actually, well, they played the Mavericks without Luka, but it's still the Mavericks. So, That's still a good win. So, I'm, I'm still expecting them to go 30 and 42. But... Um, but you know what? As long as we can, obviously it's super early in the season, so it's going to take some time, like you guys have said about. That's literally every team. 
um, especially with the Bulls since they have a new head coach, a whole new coaching staff, everything. Um, but, like, Kobe White has not been playing well. Um, but it's it'll, it'll, it'll get better. Yeah. yeah. Ian, I do want to ask you about Coach Bud putting Tiannis in the rotation now. Um, like how I feel about it? Yeah, what's your thoughts on it? I, whatever. If it's to make Giannis happy, that's fine. I don't think it'll happen in the playoffs. Although tonight he might fucking start because uh, Sam Merrill, Torrey Craig, and Pat Connaughton are all out, and that's all of our, like, small forwards. So I don't know who's going to start. Maybe DJ or Tenassis, yeah. Um, I don't know. I wish he wasn't playing. I'd love to see Jordan Nora and Sam Merrill get the minutes that he is. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Just giving him minutes to be nice at the beginning of the season. Who knows? Yeah, and you mentioned Torrey Craig. He will be out probably more weeks uh, because he had surgery on his nose, I want to say. Yeah. But moving off the Bucks, the best record in the NBA actually belongs to the Phoenix Suns who acquired Chris Paul this offseason. looks like uh, early on, though, that acquisition has really paid off for them. Yeah. Suns are looking nice right now. Yeah, good for Phoenix. I just don't know how long it'll last. Like, it's very early in the season. Yeah. So, everything that's happened so far in the NBA, like, things can change so fast. I still think the Suns will probably be around, like, the 6-8 to eight seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, and you mentioned how fast things can change. Brooklyn, after starting off pretty hot, they have dropped four out of the last five since Christmas Day. And now Kevin Durant is actually going to be out a week due to COVID protocols. Brooklyn can drop a few more now. Um, yeah, like you said, I we mentioned earlier with the Dante DiVincenzo quote, it's this early going through January, you won't I don't think you'll actually see the best of the teams. I think once you get into like the February, March, that's when you're going to start seeing these teams really peak. Yeah. It's going to be like the Lakers last year. They really didn't find their groove until a month before the playoffs. And then they were pretty much unbeatable after that. Yeah. I mean, that really goes for any sport. If you're rolling before the playoffs and you have the momentum going into the playoffs, that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, Speaking of momentum, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are just absolutely tearing it up. I know. I hate the Celtics, but they're both very, very good. I don't hate the players. I just hate the fans. But, yeah, they're both really good. My coach of the year pick is looking nice if they keep playing like that. Yeah, and we have to remember they don't have Kemba Walker either. I know. And Jason Tatum actually is – Yeah, that's, that's a really good team. Jason Tatum hit his second game winner of the year uh, this past week, and Jalen Brown's looking like the most improved player in the NBA right now. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think my guy Christian Wood. Christian Wood is very, very good. I don't. Well, he's averaging what, like twenty and fourteen or something like that. He's average. It's like twenty-three and a half, and like yeah, around fourteen and, like, five assists or something like that. Like, he's he's playing real nice. Liam, I told you earlier in the year that I wish we could have uh, kept Christian Wood or either got him back. 
because we still don't really have a backup center. And, hell, he would start probably. And Brooke coming off the bench would be nice. I miss Christian Wood. I wish they would have never got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really fit what the Bucs would do, but he definitely solved the rebounding problem. And I think if you put him in a pick-and-roll situation with the second team, that would be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is balling is Stephen Curry. He mm. – 62 on Portland uh, yesterday, and they have now won their last three or four. I I feel bad for Curry because, unfortunately, he's going to have to score like that every single game if they want to win because, like I said last week, that team is fucking terrible. And Draymond's back, which has helped, obviously. They've won three out of four, like you said. But, I mean, Curry just wasn't missing last night. He heard all the slander. I know that I do not appreciate any Steph Curry slander. He's the greatest shooter of all time, and it's not even close. Yeah. And just because he has, and just because he has a horrible team around him and has two bad games, does not mean that he's washed or whatever. He's still the best to do it. We all agree he's the best point guard in the NBA, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Just making sure we're all um, on the same page. Yeah. Well, did you see that uh, Steph and Draymond combined for sixty-three? Oh my god, seriously? He had fucking yep. one point. <laughs> yeah. Look at that big two. <laughs> no, what shocks me is that 62 is actually Steph's high. Career high now. Mm-hmm. Like seems like he would have more than 62. Like I know 62 is a lot of points, but Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think was his previous career high, like, against the Knicks in, like, his second or third year, he scored, like, 50-something at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, whoa, this kid's a fucking lethal shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're just getting started with the NBA, so we'll probably have more news in the coming weeks. We'll move on to some NFL news, and this new year really took a turn for us Packers fans. When on New Year's Eve, it was announced David Bakhtiari tore his ACL in practice. And honestly, it kind of ruined my night. Uh, yeah, that was that was hard to hear. I felt I feel terrible for the guy. As a huge blow for the Packers heading into the playoffs, um, and it did affect them. We'll talk about the um, Packers Bears game later, but there were a few plays where their left tackle just got eaten alive. Yeah, yeah, it, it will affect them obviously because he's one of the best left tackles in all of football. Uh, but I think the one thing the Packers do have is offensive line depth. And I think although the offensive line won't be as good uh, without David Bakhtiari, it's, it would, it's still decent. I want to say it'll get by. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. It's not, it's not a complete deal breaker for the playoffs. Like they'll be fine. It just hurts a little bit. Yeah. I think the one, the one negative of this is that the Packers had the best, left side of the offensive line of all football with Bakhtiari, Jenkins, and Lindsley. And now when you move Turner, when it goes Turner, Jenkins, and Lindsley, I don't really think it's not that much up to par, but Turner is not a bad backup either. So Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, But we have a flurry of moves that are expected to happen in the off season as week 17 has finished. And we are now into the NFL playoffs Uh, Probably the biggest one is that Carson Wentz will request a trade from Philadelphia. 
and the Colts are a possible possible destination for him. Yeah, I hope he doesn't go to the Colts because <laughs> I like the Colts because I just really like Pat McAfee. But and I hate I Carson Wentz sucks. And I even saw Pat McAfee tweet. He's like, can we please stop saying that he's going to go with the Colts? I don't want <laughs> Yeah, I, Carson Wentz isn't that good, but the year that he had his almost MVP season before he tore his ACL, his offensive coordinator was Frank Reich, the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So I think if there's anybody that can get his career back on track, it would be him. Uh, but still, that's a lot – it's a lot of money that the Colts are going to have to take on. And honestly, it's probably going to be like a Brock Osweiler situation where the Eagles are, are probably not going to get any value out of a trade for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, another quarterback in the NFC, Jimmy G. The 49ers are expected to move on from him. Now what they want to do is for as far as a backup plan or where they're going to send him, I think that all depends on the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm not very surprised. Um, Jimmy G probably threw, I want to say, 20 passes in all the playoffs last year. Um, and and they weren't good passes. And then this year he was hurt all year. Um, so I was never a Jimmy G guy. So I'm. this doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah, G- Jimmy G, do you think he's going to go back to the Patriots? Because I've heard some of those rumors. Yeah, I could That would be a good spot that. for him. That would be a good spot for him. Yeah, I especially because we have it farther down, but Cam Newton and the Pats are expected to part ways as well, mm-hmm. um, which also is not a surprise because Cam just – I saw a stat that said Cam Newton has – the longest streak in the NFL now of 20 games with like less than one touchdown, which for oh, a quarterback Jesus. is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So dating back to a couple of years ago, if we're at like 20 games or last, whenever the last time he played, I don't think he played mm-hmm. last year. Did he? Uh, he played like a couple games with Carolina, but he did not play. The- yeah. 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 Uh, some other news. When I heard this, I was actually a little bit sad about it. Uh, both Larry Fitzgerald and Drew Brees are expected to retire once the season ends. Uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald is a little bit more real because did you see what his teammate posted on social media about him, like the see you in Canton situation? No, I didn't. So one of his teammates posted a picture of Larry Fitzgerald, uh, I believe it was Twitter, and at the end, it said, see you in Canton, which is obviously where the Hall of Fame is. So I think right now, Larry Fitzgerald will retire in the offseason. And honestly, like, it's not that – it seems like it's not that long ago when I was watching him play against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl back in, like, 2008. Yeah. It's a criminal offense that Larry Fitzgerald does not have a Super Bowl ring. Because he is – Argue, I would say arguably the best wide receiver of all time. He has more career tackles than drops. <laughs> that is, that is an stat. unreal stat line for a wide receiver. That's unreal. He's just like Mr. Reliable. Yes, he will. If you throw to him, he will catch the ball. Like also, just, what it is. also just seems like one of the best dudes ever. 
Oh, he definitely he he's definitely is. Yeah. I think I think his ability to switch roles as a receiver throughout his career is something that's not really mentioned. Uh, back in his prime, he was he wasn't the possession guy he is now, but he still caught passes. But he was able to stretch the field. But then as he got older, and especially when Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray came into the fold, he started to become that possession guy. Just move the chains, run quick like five yard routes be able to catch the ball and really move the change for the offense. And I think that's, that's not really talked about with Larry Fitzgerald as a receiver. And on the Drew Brees side of things, I feel like this was expected. Uh, he's a little bit fragile. And honestly, he got his Super Bowl ring. I think Drew Brees will go down as one of the most underrated quarterbacks in history because he should be mentioned with the like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's of the world, but he really isn't. I completely agree. He's probably my top five quarterbacks of all time. Same hundred percent. He's in my top five. He's the most accurate quarterback ever. And he's done it for an unbelievably long time. So, um, but yeah, I think after the rib injury this year, he kind of realized like, man, it's just, I'm just getting too old for this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I has my dogs barking in the background. No Everybody loves dogs. I know. I'm gonna fucking kill that dog. Uh, some, All right. <laughs> some hiking moves. Uh, the Jags fired Doug Marone today, and Urban Meyer is the expected target for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ian, what do you think of that? Oh, I am. I would be ecstatic, especially because Urban Meyer has come out and said multiple times that Trevor Lawrence is the greatest quarterback he's ever seen with his own two eyes. So if you could pair them up in Jacksonville, I think that would be very good for um, that franchise. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Jags' future. Also, a lot of people are going to want that job because the Jags have 11 picks in this draft. They have the most money in the NFL and they're going to have Trevor Lawrence. So a lot of people are going to want that job. Yeah, the Jacksonville job is by yeah. far uh, the best job available for head coaches uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, plus obviously Trevor Lawrence. And they have some young talent on the team too. James Robinson, DJ Chark, some good defensive players like C.J. Henderson. LaViscus Chenault. Can't forget about him. <laughs> forget about him. <laughs> Uh, the team that they beat out for the number one pick, New York Jets, they fired Adam Gase, and Joe Douglas is expected to complete a lengthy and thorough head coaching search. Uh, I really don't know anybody who would want to coach the Jets, but if they do, more power to them. Yeah, this was very not surprising. Neither was Anthony Lynn who was also fired today by the Chargers. Um, I Both of these were super expected. I thought those two and Matt Nagy were going to be the ones to lose their job, but looking like Nagy's going to keep his job. <sighs> so dumb. So dumb. What do you mean, Nick? He led you to the playoffs. No, Mitchell Trubisky led us <laughs> in the playoffs. And he tried to bench Mitchell Trubisky. Like, uh, Trubisky this year as a starter, his record was 6-3. and three. Isn't it crazy that if Nick Foles never got hurt, you guys probably would have won four games? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Instead, you went eight and eight. 
Like, uh, it just, dude, like, come on, man. Like, that was the dumbest thing ever. He has one bad throw, and you bench him. That does not make sense at all. It just blows my mind. And then you go on a six-game losing streak because of that, and you get to keep your job after that. Like, Ryan Pace needs to be gone, too. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. God. I hate Matt Nagy. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> oh man and another coach that was fired today I don't know if you guys were shocked about this one but Anthony Lynn of the Los Angeles Chargers was fired um, I actually talked about this when you were gone just a second ago oh you did? yep, yep. so we can go <laughs> on to the next one Elway he is no longer the general manager of the Denver Broncos however he wasn't really fired. He was just moved to a more higher-up role. Where so, he has less say. Yeah, which is probably a good thing considering his quarterback track, track record draft-wise. So, Yeah. Um, there hasn't been a good quarterback in Denver since Peyton Manning. Yeah. Do you think that they will move on from Drew Locke this offseason? Um. I don't know, but if I was a Broncos fan, I would sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I believe they have a top 10 pick, and with the amount of depth in this quarterback class coming out, I could definitely see them taking quarterback in the first round. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good quarterback class for sure. There could be upwards of, what, six quarterbacks taken in the first round if you really think about it? Yeah, there's a lot of talent there. <laughs> Lawrence Fields, Wilson, Trask, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. That's six right there. So mm-hmm. definitely be a quarterback-heavy draft class. Uh, moving on to the actual games of Sunday, the Cleveland Browns are finally in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. What were you two doing in 2002? I was three or four. You were – I was three. Well, it depends what month it was, Nick. I was morning 9-11. That's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I was three. I don't remember that. I was probably Yeah, Nick wasn't day. morning. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. But, no, the Browns beat the Steelers, and they will play the Steelers again. Next week in the playoffs. As- <laughs> okay. Um, next game we're talking about is the Buffalo Bills ruin Miami's chances of getting into the playoffs. Um, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Miami finished the season 10 and 6, which is good for Miami. And they also have the third pick in the draft. Yeah, that was huge. Um, because of the Texans Lar- game. The Larry Tunsil trade. The yeah. Larry Tunsil trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, if you're Miami on the th- at the third pick, do you go quarterback? Uh, I would want to say yes, but, like, you drafted Tua last year. Um, and so, like, that's just really saying you don't trust him whatsoever. It would probably be smart to just draft an offensive lineman give him some help up front. Yeah. So I would absolutely say yes. 
Um, because this is a loaded draft class with quarterbacks, like Liam was saying. And um, when – so I this isn't my information. I heard this from other sources, just putting that out there. Um, but when's the next time the Dolphins are going to have the third overall pick after going – you know, if they're trending in the direction it seems to be, they're not going to be in the top five again anytime soon. So you might as well take that risk. And no matter who you draft – you're gonna you can get trade value for either the quarterback you drafted or for Tua. There's gonna be trade value there because mm-hmm. he is so young. Um, and like if Tua doesn't work out and you just draft players around him, then you're kind of like left with a Bears situation. Like the Bears had a really good team around Mitch, but it seemed in the first three years Mitch was not the guy. So they kind of were just left with all this talent, but no quarterback. And if that mm-hmm. happens in Miami, well, then that two a pick doesn't even matter. So I think you absolutely go with a quarterback, especially if the um, Jets take that offensive lineman from Oregon and they ride with uh, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. If Justin Fields is there at three, oh, oh then yes, I would take him. Yeah. You have to take him. Yeah, if Justin Fields is there at three for them. I would say then absolutely take them. But if the Jets pick Justin Fields number two, then I think the Dolphins should pick uh, the offensive lineman from Oregon. Yeah, it just depends on how much trust they have in Tua, but it doesn't seem like a lot considering they put in Fitzpatrick every time they needed to win a game this year. Yeah. Yeah, I I heard this too. I think we have the same source as Ian. I believe so. Uh, Yes. But I was actually thinking about this a little bit further, and – what would happen if the Jets and the Dolphins, yeah, Jets and Dolphins did a little swap where the Jets got Tua and the Dolphins were able to move up to the number two pick to select Justin Fields? I think that might be something that they could possibly look into because especially if the new coach does not want Sam Darnold as their quarterback, you could have a younger and somebody on a longer contract in Tua with the ability to build a team around him. Because I be- Sam Darnold's contract is up here in the next year or two. Tua is yeah. three or four years left on his deal. So I think that's something that could possibly happen. Now, realistically, do I think the Dolphins are going to take a quarterback at three? As of like this moment, I don't think so. I think right now they're probably going to take either an offensive lineman, like Nick said, I think they can also go Jamar Chase, a wide receiver out of LSU who opted out. But either way, I think Miami, this is a big spot to be in. And whatever they choose to do could really determine the outcome of their future. Like this draft. Yeah, big decision for sure. Uh, Moving on, did you guys watch the Sunday Night Football game last night? I did. No. All right, Ian, what did you think of benching Jalen Hurts and virtually giving the Washington football team the NFC East? Um, like, they, de- they had to have done it on purpose, right? They definitely had to have. They had to. Um, <laughs> like, Nate Suffield, no way Doug Peterson actually thought he could lead them to a victory. Um, they had nothing to play for, and I I seriously believe that they hate the Giants so much, Doug Peterson did that on purpose just to leave them out. Like, fuck it. 
I don't, I'd rather have the football team make it. And I'm glad they did because I just really root for Alex Smith. So yeah, same. I am glad the football team made it, whether it was given to them or not. I don't care. Good for them. I'm also glad the football team made it because I do believe they have between them and the New York Giants, the football team has a better chance to knock off Tampa Bay. Not saying that's going to happen because it probably won't, but they do have a better chance in my eyes. Uh, the only reason I asked that question in the beginning, Ian, was because I have a lot of New York Giants fans on the East Coast, and they were not happy about that. And to that, I say the New York Giants, you guys won six games. You guys are in no position to talk about whether Doug Peterson handed the NFC East to the Washington <laughs> team. Because if you would have won one more game, maybe against one of your division rivals, then you would be in the playoffs. So don't even come at like me with that stuff. Like, come on. You're six- like if you, I know. Like, if you uh, were just at least a decent team, you would have made the playoffs no problem. But you suck so bad, and you were hoping that your team – like, you were banking your season on the last game of the year against – uh, a six and nine and a five and ten team. So come on. <laughs> so I I don't I I disagree with you just a little bit. Like I don't think I'd be up as upset at the fans. I thought that the Giants players who were complaining about it should just shut the fuck up forever. Like oh yeah, you yeah, guys are sure. the ones who fucking suck. <laughs> The fans can't control how they play. So, I mean, if I was in that situation, of course I'd be pissed because, like, Mm -hmm. we had a chance to make the playoffs. But, no, the players even were complaining on Twitter last night. It's like, no, you guys don't get to complain. You stink. And you just happen to play in another division that also stinks. So, (laughs) you can they can just shut the fuck up because they had no right to be upset. Like Liam said, one more game win one more game and you don't have to worry about what happens in that outcome. Oh man. The NFC beast this show was just absolutely insane. You know what else was insane? That ending of the Texans Titans game. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so, fucking awesome. So that's what it's like when a doink goes in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Titans probably have the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Um, it took the Texans four plays to drive down the field and score to take, to tie it. And with 20 seconds left, I love the call for Mike Vrabel. Just like, fuck it. Let's just go in. Because if you go to overtime and you don't get the ball first, then you lose. Cause they let up a score on pretty much every possession. And he's like, well, we'll we have an absolute monster in AJ Brown. So we'll just have him run 60 yards downfield and throw it up to him. And he made a huge play. And like Nick said, it, the kick doinked in. It was incredible. Yeah, and also in the game, Derek Henry tracked Tracito, hit the 2K mark. And I believe he's only the fourth player within this century that has done it. Um, uh, I thought it was the eighth. Yeah, I thought he was the eighth. Oh, within the century? Like since 2000? Not in the sense oh. of all time. Okay, yeah, I think he's the eighth of all time. Yeah, he's it's two thousand. Yeah. Well, good for Derrick okay. Henry. Um, he, I love Devonte Adams, but he's definitely the offensive player of the year. Reaching two K, and also, like it wasn't like he needed forty yards to get it. He needed two thirty three 
or two twenty three to get it, and he two twenty three, yeah. So it just what a I'm super happy for Derek Henry. I love Derek Henry. Yeah, I I actually kind of wanted to watch this game on CBS, but they put the battle of the backup quarterbacks in Arizona and Los Angeles on my television. I, I wanted to see if Tennessee would just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry every single time, like get him to the 2K mark. That's what they did. Pretty much. <laughs> well, he had he had 204 at the end of the third quarter. So yeah. It would have been a big collapse if he didn't get it in the fourth. Yeah, like you said, he is probably the offensive player of the year. And he should probably receive some MVP votes. Like, I know everybody's talking between Rodgers and Mahomes, and Rodgers should probably have it locked up. However, Derrick Henry should receive some votes. Yeah, he should, he, should be, uh, he should be third in voting. Obviously, Rodgers should win it. It shouldn't even be close, really. <laughs> surprised. I'm surprised to hear that from you. Yeah, but like, I obviously, yeah, I hate Aaron Rodgers, but he's really fucking good. So I'm not going to like knock him for that. Well, then let's get into this Packers Bears game. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, let's just move on to the Packers Bears game. And let me, let me talk about it. Let me talk about it. You take it away. Okay. So the first three quarters were very close. We can all agree that, right? Mm-hmm. I would yes. say, actually, up until the last four minutes of the game, it was a super close game. It was 23-16. Um, and then the worst uh, fourth and one play call I've ever seen in my life um, leads, to a turn- leads to a turnover on downs. Packers go down and score. And then Mitch throws a Mitch throw. <laughs> Uh, leads to an interception, and then they score on that. And this was all within the last four minutes of the game. So, really, this game was way closer than the scoreline showed, uh, in my opinion. And the Bears also dropped three interceptions. Um, so, that was huge. So, that was that was, that was was definitely why the Bears lost the game. I think if they get one of those interceptions, they're going to score one of them. Um so I think I the Bears definitely could have won that game, but they threw it. And um, they also have to stop having soft coverages on defense and leaving these wide receivers wide open. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I think one of the biggest plays, I think the Packers would have blown the doors open if MVS caught that touchdown at the start of the third quarter. Yeah, that's true if he, too. If he, scores, if he scores that touchdown, game's fucking over. But Oh, yeah, for sure. But he, he didn't because good old MVS catches one earlier in the game and then fucks up later. Classic. Um, but, I mean, Packers won. They locked up the one seed. I couldn't be happier having the playoffs go through Lambeau in the NFC. But then after that fourth and one call like you talked about, where I don't know why they didn't run the ball. Instead, do a flat route. Do what they did the first four times and do a QB sneak with Mitch. It worked four times. It was going to work for a fifth time. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree on that. But yeah. And one call where – and then the Packers get the ball back with like 10 minutes left. And it was just run the clock down, try to run the ball on the throats, which the Packers didn't do very well. But, yeah, I mean, I – I know last week, Ian, we talked about how Patrick Mahomes has 15 
like dropped interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is trying to compete with him to have the most in the NFL <laughs> because he my heart stops a couple times. No, yeah, like Nick said, he had three go through the play uh, the Bears players' hands. Yeah. Mitch had Mitch had a couple too though. Yeah, he did have been picked. So I I guess maybe it was just really cold and no <laughs> fucking catch for whatever reason. Yeah. And I know that I texted you guys about this yesterday, but doesn't mm-hmm. the games at Soldier Field seem always like a slugfest as compared to Lambeau Field, which seemed like a shootout every single time these two teams play? Yeah, it's definitely a grinded out type thing at uh, Soldier Field every single time. It's more like who's got the most grit to finish the game. I think a lot of that has to do with, I feel like the games in Soldier Field are either week one or week 17. So like teams are super rusty week one and week 17, both teams are like, they're, they're fully in it. So like they're at their Mm -hmm. best um, most of the time. So it's like middle of the season. Some people aren't locked in because do the games matter as much? No. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that has yeah. something to do with it. Like week one and week 17, everybody's ready to go. Um, and then like I guess there is definitely rust going into week one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it helps when there's a playoff spot on the line, which the playoff picture is set in the NFL. The Packers did secure the one seed with the win, the bears, although they lost, they do sneak in with the seven seed due to the Arizona Cardinals losing. And there's a potential for the two teams to face each other again if the Bears upset the Saints next weekend. Um, do any of you guys have the playoff schedule up? I do because I want to go. I want to go through our predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Do that. First game on Saturday is Colts Bills. Oh, Bills. Uh, Bills by a billion. Yeah, Bills by a thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next game is Rams Seahawks. Oh, see, that game, that's going to be a – who knows what's going to happen. It depends. If Jared Goff plays, I can see the Rams pulling off the upset. If he does not play, the Rams will get blown out by the Seahawks. I don't think they'll get blown out. They It was 9-6 to six in the fourth quarter, and Jared Goff didn't play this week. The, C, the Seahawks offense is just terrible all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on. But this has really stepped up, though. That's what I'm worried about with the back of quarterback. Yeah, no, I agree. If if Jared Goff doesn't play, I I think I think Seattle wins regardless. Um, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, uh, I, I really hope the Rams win because then they would probably play the Packers. Sorry, Nick, but they would probably play the Packers. At Lambeau Field, I think that's a better matchup than if Tampa Bay, which I believe is the next game you're coming to, plays. Yeah, and then Tampa Bay and Washington football team. Yeah, Tampa by a million. I want the football team to win so fucking bad. I'm sorry, they're they're not. So not. I I think I think they have a good I think they have a better chance than people might give them credit for. The Bucks have only beat one playoff team this year, and it was the Packers, and it was just a fluke game. Um, and like they've, the Bucks have looked really bad against teams, and also Washington's defense is 
pretty good, and their pass rush is nasty. And I think if they get to Tom Brady a few times, he's going to get so frustrated and so pissed. And I like I don't I think the Buccaneers will win. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers, but a Washington football team upset would not like completely shock me. Here, here's what my thinking is. Every year, there's at least one team in each conference that upsets somebody in this round. Last year was the Vikings being the sixth seed, beating the Saints, and the Titans, the sixth seed, beating the Ravens. Oh, but that was in the divisional round. But still, you get my gist. So there's got to be one of these three teams, the Rams, the football team, or the Bears that are going to win on this weekend. I don't know which one it will be, but if I had to put my money on, I would put it on the football team. Love it. Oh, I think probably the Rams out of all of those. I just, yeah. Um, Sunday then, we have Ravens-Titans. Oh, uh, Titans <laughs> for sure. I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going Ravens. I think – I think the Ravens will be jacked up to play the Titans after the Titans knocked them out in the playoffs last year. In Baltimore, I know we've called them frauds in the past. <laughs> they are hitting their stride at the right time, and the offense is really clicking. Yeah, they've won five straight. And honestly, Tennessee's defense is just so, so, so bad that if they get – and, like, if – I know the Tennessee Tennessee's – Offense is really, really good. But I think if the Ravens get one stop and they have a good defense, it might be Ravens all day. I, I think I think Ravens win. Yeah, I guess that is – it's a big factor that the Ravens are actually hitting their stride right now. Well, they start, they're starting to realize. So, I think they, they were getting upset because I was like, Lamar Jackson can't throw, Lamar Jackson can't throw. So, then they were having him throw a little more and it wasn't working. Um, but then they were like, oh, yeah, he won an MVP by just running. So let's just have him do yeah. that. And nobody can stop it when he yeah. runs. And they also have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. It's, the run is not, it's impossible to stop. Yeah, that is true. Next, uh, in the Nickelodeon game, we have the Bears and the Saints, baby. Uh, so the Bears and Saints played earlier this year. And the Bears only lost by three in overtime with Nick Foles as the quarterback. You're right. But I also think that we can all agree the Saints are a much better team right now than they were at, in the middle of the year. True. Like they're, they're blowing out teams right now. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, but I'd be a bad fan if I didn't pick my Bears. Absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't. Ex- I would not expect you to pick the Saints. Yeah, no, I couldn't. Okay, um, I think the Saints will win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the NFL put this game on Saturday instead of Sunday, where Alvin Kamara could not play due to COVID, uh, due to the COVID protocol- protocols, I would have taken the Bears. But since Alvin Kamara is back and the Saints are presumably going to have a healthy team with Michael Thomas coming back as well. I'm going to have to take the Saints. And then last game. Yeah, that's wildcard. fair. Oh, um, last game of wildcard weekend is Brown Steelers. That's going to be a very interesting game. I'm taking Steelers big. Oh, really? Look, 
And I'm happy for the Browns. They made the playoffs. But in their last two games, they have lost to the Jets and then beat a fourth or third string quarterback um, by two points. So I just don't know how much faith I have in the Browns. I think – I think if Steelers play Ben Roethlisberger that game, they win and keep the Browns out of the playoffs. And now that he's had a week to rest, I I think I think Steelers are going to win. Yeah, yeah, I would say, I would I'm going to say Steelers by six. The line is steep, uh, Pittsburgh by four and a half. Okay, I'll yeah okay yeah I'll take the Steelers then. I'm going to choose the Steelers as well. But I think it's going to be closer than people think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like you said, Ian. But the Browns do have a lot of defensive players coming back from the COVID list that will be eligible. Because the Browns have actually had COVID problems the past week or two. Uh, But they did lose Olivier Vernon today to a torn Achilles. So I don't know how much of that plays into the factor. But either way, I think Big Ben, a healthy Steelers offense, the Browns won't handle that. And a healthy Steelers defense, even more importantly. Yeah. All right. Moving from the NFL to college football, bowl season was in full swing this past week. Uh, we have. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, you are ha- excused. Okay. We we have some non-football playing news. Texas has fired Tom Herman, their head coach. And they will hire Alabama's offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian will coach Alabama in the national championship game. And on top of that, Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger will not return for his senior for the eligible year because he was a senior this year, but everybody gets next year of eligibility. He will not return for that, and he will enter the draft, presumably. Yeah, I – the Sam Ellinger news came after they fired Tom Herman, so I'm wondering if that had something to do with it, or if he was going to leave anyways. I have no idea, but I'm just I'm a little curious. I think uh, I think he was going to leave after seeing the backup quarterback, the freshman for Texas in the bowl game, just absolutely take over. I think that's when Sam Ellinger is like, "Oh shit, I should probably get out of town on this one." You know what? He's he cursed Texas ever since he said that they were back. So maybe it'll be good for the program for him to be out of there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, getting into the bowl games, the Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma absolutely destroyed Florida. Note Florida was without a lot of players, but Oklahoma just absolutely destroyed them. And what was it? Oklahoma or the fans that chanted SEC? The fans. The fans. Yeah, not a good look for Florida in the SEC. <laughs> I I love that because I just you know as a Big Ten fan, I think the Big Ten's easily the best conference in college football. But the media will always just ride the SEC, so I just love to see the SEC lose and then to be like exploited like that through the fans <laughs> chanting SEC after getting pummeled on national television by a freshman quarterback and Spencer Rattler was just fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you. You're kind of foreshadowing. I have a rant uh, later on in the college football thing about the Big Ten and how good they actually are. Uh, but moving on, another SEC school, Georgia, just barely beat Cincinnati in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on a game-winning field goal. And But that field goal was like 53 yards. I was impressed. Yeah, it was a nice field goal. Yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss for Cincy. 
was. They should have. They should have won that game. They they absolutely shit the bed. Yeah, I I think that even though they lost the game, it did go to show that Cincinnati can compete with the blue bug blue bloods and like the big SEC schools. And I think that will help them going into next year. Uh, Nick, your Northwestern Wildcats beat Auburn in the Citrus Bowl, and I'm going to let you take it away. But first, I want to say that I believe Northwestern should have played a better team than Auburn in a bowl game. They were ranked 14th, and it's kind of embarrassing that they played an unranked Auburn team. Yeah, they they played uh, very, very well. They, they, they killed Auburn. <laughs> Auburn just scored in, like, the last two minutes of the game to make it close, quote-unquote. Um, but, no, Northwestern played super well that game, and Northwestern's defense is absolutely insane. That uh, the nation in interceptions, he was a first-team All-American as a freshman. Like, that's insane. So this was a very positive year for Northwestern after I thought at the beginning of the year they were going to suck. Yeah, and you you weren't the only one. I will admit it, I thought they were going to suck too. But they were pretty good. Honestly, they look to be really good next year as well. But that really depends if Pat Fitzgerald comes back because he is open to an NFL job. I did see that. Hopefully, it's on the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think he'll leave Northwestern. Um, this year I would say like this season I would say probably not. Um, but also Chuck Pagano on the Bears has. He he's he's been slacking lately with his defense because the Bears defense kind of sucks right now. So I would honestly be okay firing Chuck Pagano and hiring Pat Fitzgerald as a defensive coordinator because Northwestern always has a really solid defense. Him and Nagy are friends too. Ex- exactly, that would mesh super well together. Maybe that's why they're keeping Nagy around to try to get incentivize Fitzgerald to come in. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be huge. That would, that would be a play by Ryan Pace. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to head here to the Orange Bowl. Texas A&M beat North Carolina. It looks like North Carolina could beat Texas A&M, but then Texas A&M just took it away. Uh, granted, North Carolina was missing their top three offensive production guys and two running backs and a wide receiver. Yeah, North Carolina – had about 50 touchdowns on the season off the field for them. So I think if they have their full team, they roll over Texas A&M because Texas A&M had a a big run at the end to really pull away, but it was really close till then. And I really wish North Carolina would have won just because I wanted Texas A&M to be wrong about wanting the, fifth spot or the fourth spot but now i know they won't ever shut up about it well they should shut up about it because uh they barely beat a north carolina team that was missing like you said 50 touchdowns on the year so yeah yikes uh moving on my wisconsin badgers beat wake forest to win the duke mayo bowl not duke's mayo bowl the duke's mayo bowl and i think the highlight of the game Grammers dropped the trophy in the locker room afterwards and it shattered. And I think that's very indicative of the Wisconsin season year after year after year. 
Um, so Wake Forest's <laughs> quarterback was Sam Hartman from QB1. And I used oh, it to, was? Yeah. And I used to like him oh, until awesome. he threw an interception on four straight possessions. And it wasn't like Wisconsin like had good coverage and played good defense. He literally was just like, take it. I don't want to play on offense anymore. <laughs> it was a ridiculous fucking game. I have never seen anything like it. Twitter was blowing up. They're like, this kid just sucks. They're like, what is he doing? He's literally just throwing the ball to Wisconsin every fucking play. Four straight possessions. I'm pretty sure the first three were on three straight passes. I think so, yeah. God. I, I think the most disappointing part of this game was that the announcers were hyping up like a mayo bath for Paul Chris. <laughs> And they had a special, like, like jug that said Duke's Mayo Bowl jug, like a Gatorade jug with, like, the logo and everything. And everybody assumed that mayo would be in there. And they go and pour it out, and it's just plain old, like, water. Like, what the fuck? I was hoping Paul Chris doused in some mayo. That probably- would be the most disgusting thing I'd ever see, bro. That is absolutely – oh, that is so gross. It would probably take – a long time for the mayo to get out of there because it's not like liquid. It's, it's it just plops onto them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the video of, for, for some reason, when these coaches are running away from the Gatorade bass, they just become the fastest human beings on earth. And Mike Leach looked like fucking DK Metcalf trucking down the field to get away from that Gatorade. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, yes. All right. Let's talk about the two games everybody wants to hear about, the semifinal games. I will say, before we start the segment, I did say Notre Dame and Ohio State would both cover as my hot take. A couple weeks ago, they both covered. Uh, Let's start with Alabama and Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama controlled this game from the start, and they really didn't let up on it. It was closer than I thought, though. (laughs) They are just so much better than Notre Dame. They're so much better than everybody. Well, yeah. They are just so – like, not everybody, I've, but anybody they would have played in that four spot, they were going to murder. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if it was Texas A&M. Didn't matter if it was Cincinnati. Didn't matter if it was Coastal Carolina. I'll put them in there because they were undefeated. But they were going to murder whoever they played. Notre, Notre Dame has one of the best defenses in football – and they literally would just throw a screen pass to Devontae Smith, and he would just run straight for 80 yards, and they couldn't stop it. Yeah. yeah. I, Alabama's offense is up there with being the best offense in college football that I have ever seen, probably with Joe Burrow's LSU offense of last year. Uh, but like you said, whoever they were going to play, they were going to absolutely wallop. And although the score may not say that they did, Alabama just absolutely controlled that game. Like, Notre Dame was – there was no chance they were going to get it back into the game or even have a shot at winning. Yeah, I, no – yeah. It was exactly what everybody expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Unlike mm-hmm. this next game. <laughs> yeah. game was – I was shocked at how well Ohio State played. That was their best game of the year. Ohio State beat Clemson 49-28. to And Justin Fields, oof, baby. What a fucking performance. You know, it reminded me of Joe Burrow last year in his semifinal. Just throwing 
darts left and right all over the field. Nobody could stop him. And, you know, he played an okay game, and then he took a hit that I genuinely thought he broke, might have broke his rib cage because he just got rocked, and he was on the ground. And he was in legit pain for a long time. Comes back in the game, throws a touchdown two plays later, but still has a lot of discomfort. So I wasn't sure how – and, you know, after the first drive, Clemson drove down in five plays and scored. I was like, man, this, this could get ugly. Yeah. But Ohio State stuck around long enough and then got a stop on defense and never looked back. Mm -hmm. And I want to say this to all the people who hate on the Big Ten for not really having a good conference. The Big Ten has only lost one game in bowl season, and that was Indiana. I believe the Big Ten was either 5 1 or 6 1 in bowl season. I want to know what the ACC was this year, Ian. The ACC was 0-6. The ACC is 4-13 and in the past two years in bowl season when playing against other conferences. And honestly, we should be talking about the ACC not being a good conference. I mean, Pac-12, they're already irrelevant. Like, they're not a power five conference. Let's just move on. We can move the American up into the, into the five slot over the Pac-12. But the ACC might honestly be the fourth worst conference out of the last four remaining conferences. Like, they're just not good. The Big 12 has gotten better. And although the Big 12 may not be able to compete with the SECs of the world because that's all they're ever stuck with when they play in the playoffs, the Big 12 is still better than the ACC. The Big 10 has clearly shown they're better than the ACC with this absolutely beat down, best team against best team. Uh, right now, the Big 10 is probably the conference in all of college football, and the media just doesn't see it that way. No, I completely agree. And I also want to say if Indiana had Michael Penix, they would have won by 20. Mm -hmm. They were starting a kid who had never fucking touched a football before in college, and they almost won. So um, I have have (laughs) some funny uh, stats about Notre Dame. Um, (laughs) Since 1998 in BCS and New York Six Bowls. I saw this. They have lost 41 to 9, 34 to 20, 41 to 14, 42 to 14, 44 to 28, 30 to 3, and now 31 to 14. They have been outscored by 161 points since 1998. Please stop so your name in bowl games. So what you're saying is they're good, right? <laughs> well, so this year, I think they deserve the four spot. Because they played mm-hmm. in a conference and they proved they were good. But in all years past, they don't have a conference. They schedule shitty-ass teams all fucking year, go undefeated. Everybody's like, oh, they're undefeated. They're good. And then they get clearly murdered by whoever they play. Um, this year, they deserved it. Every year's past, not a chance. And next year, when things go back to normal, I don't care what Notre Dame's record is, please stop considering them for the playoff. Yes. And on this uh, this uh, national championship game, Alabama versus Ohio State, uh, if this Ohio State team that showed up against Clemson shows up, I could honestly see Ohio State beating Alabama. However, I do think this game will be a shootout. You have two great offenses, it looks like, against two not-so-great defenses. Alabama, they held Notre Dame to 14 points, but that defense has – 
a couple times in the SEC schedule been exposed by lesser teams. And honestly, this could be a absolute shootout. Yeah, I'm super excited for this game. Um, getting Chris Olave back was massive for Ohio State. He would just run straight, and Justin Fields has <laughs> a heck of an arm. Like, some of these passes he was making, literally the ball felt like it was in the air for 10 seconds, just gliding, and then it'd be on the money to Olave every time. Like, they, those two were just getting whatever they wanted. It was I, – I, you have no idea how bad I want Ohio State to beat Alabama. Um, and I, I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to. Ohio State would never be in the situation if Nebraska didn't fight for Big Ten football to be back. But that's all I have to say. About it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably get more into that national championship preview next week uh, because we'll probably record before the game, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so let's move on to some college basketball news. Uh, again, it's very heavy on the Big Ten. Iowa – after losing to Minnesota, I want to say the previous, yep. they've come back and they beat both Northwestern and Rutgers. And Rutgers is looking pretty good in the Big Ten right now. Uh, and another upset in the Big Ten, Maryland beat Wisconsin at the Kohl Center the other week. Uh, but Wisconsin bounced back with the wing against Minnesota. But Maryland, the whole Big Ten, really. I'm. Any team can beat any team on any given night. And I think with Michigan being at the top of the Big Ten, the best team in the Big Ten, that's what it's showing like. Like there's maybe one team that is out of contention, that's Penn State. Actually, Nebraska's in last place in the Big Ten. <laughs> It'd be nice. No, it's fine. I mean, you know what? This is a good sign. 2020 was super weird with upsets and stuff. We head into 2021. Nebraska's in last place in the Big Ten. All seems right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and Nature is healing. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> Through all my pain, you guys are welcome. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some Big 12 basketball here. Uh, Texas, they beat Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse by, I believe, 24 points. I, I actually watched this game. I watched two college basketball games this week. And the Crane game you watched was a really good game. Yeah, the Crane Xavier game was a really good one. Yeah, I was when you started texting the group chat, I was like, what is he going to say? And then you were like, Texas <laughs> looks good. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but no, Texas looks really good. And Texas is now ranked fourth in the AP poll. And honestly, like, I know at the beginning of the year, we were thinking that Kansas and Baylor would probably battle out for the Big 12. Texas now looks like a team that could honestly win the Big 12 looking sneaky good. I would not be surprised if they did. They looked, like, insanely good. The Big 12 is just stacked. Yeah. College basketball this year is really, really good. I don't know if that's because of the pandemic or just the quality of the teams. But There's just a lot of good teams. But I I honestly can't remember a year where college basketball was like this, where there were so many good teams, and the good teams beat up on each other, and any team could lose on a given night. And we've barely gotten into conference play. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Big 12 game, Oklahoma upset West Virginia this past weekend. 
West Virginia is down two players. One of them is Oscar Chibe, I want to say. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name right. But he is no longer with the program. He was a – I believe he's either starter or a bench player. And he's no longer with the program. And then another big guy tore his Achilles. So they are down two big guys now. Time to put Jordan McCabe in at power forward. 5'11", Jordan McCabe. (laughs) 5'11", is generous. (laughs) Moving on to the SEC, Alabama upset Tennessee over the weekend. That was a good game. Tennessee was a top-10 team. I believe they they only dropped to nine. And in a group of five game, Tulsa upset Houston, which is actually – it may not seem that big of an upset, but that is shocking considering Houston is – the class of the American conference. And honestly, they should not lose a conference game. It would be like Gonzaga losing a conference game. Mm-hmm. So that is shocking. Um, there are some, the slate this week is, it was last week. But there are some good games to watch. Starting Tuesday, we're going to have Rutgers, Michigan State in the Big Ten. We'll see if Michigan State can uh, start getting things going off that slump to start Big Ten play. Wednesday, we're going to have Minnesota-Michigan and really just seeing how good Michigan is. And I think it's going to be the first time Michigan's on a primetime slot. So the rest of the nation will be able to see how good Michigan is. Thursday, we're going to have Illinois-Northwestern. Uh, the battle for the state of Illinois. Ooh, shot. <laughs> Saturday, we have two games. We're going to have Texas-West Virginia. We're going to see how good Texas really is now that they're ranked in the top five, and we'll see uh, how West Virginia bounces back from those two key losses of players and the upset of Oklahoma. And then Saturday, we're going to see Ohio State Rutgers. I just want to see Rutgers play. Rutgers is actually a really, really good team. And I know at the beginning of the year, we're talking about like Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan State as like the class of the Big Ten. I think Rutgers will finish the year in the top three of the Big Ten. That's how good they are playing. And to round it out to Sunday, we're going to have Minnesota-Iowa. Uh, I believe have, – have these two teams played? Minnesota beat Iowa before, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is – Yeah, yeah, they played uh, last week or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so they will have a rematch on Sunday, and we'll see if Iowa can respond. Any other sports news, guys? I actually um, do. Arsenal have won three in a row. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. I don't want to jinx anything. We're <laughs> playing well, and I'm happy. That's all I got. Yep, same. Um, so I have something. There was a boxing match this weekend between Ryan Garcia oh. and Luke Campbell. And so I like Ryan Garcia just because he's pretty active on social media. And um, I just think he's exciting fire to watch. He's 22, and he's – 21 and 0 now with 18 knockouts. Um, and I was talking, I was talking to somebody today about this and I just think it's super annoying how much he is doubted, even though he's never lost. And there's this, a, a kid that we all know that I follow on Twitter who was just so fucking annoying. And I'm not going to use his name, but I'm just going to take you through his tweets throughout the night of this fight. Um, first tweet said, Campbell's going to beat Ryan. I said it. Then Ryan got knocked down, for those of you who know, and he's like, I said it. I knew it, dude. Ryan's never felt a real fighter. Um, next tweet says, see what happens when the pretty boy fights someone who isn't a 
shitty fighter. Um, then Ryan Garcia won by knockout after those four tweets. <laughs> and he tweeted, he won, but we know he isn't anywhere near Tanker Devin Haney, which are two of the guys who are also at the top of that division. Um, then he was tweeting shit about how he's going to get knocked out in his next fight. And um, he actually tweeted that his boxing trainer is like a better trainer than Ryan Garcia. After Ryan Garcia knocked out, he's like, this is why my trainer always says to keep my right hand on my temple at all times, no matter what. I was about to say his name. Wait. Dude, wait, shut the I was- fuck up. I want to see this fucking fat fucking fuck get in the ring with Ryan Garcia and get murdered. Like, I was talking about today, and we think people... Wait, we know this person? Yeah, I will tell you off air who it is. Actually, okay. <laughs> I can say his name. I'll just fucking remind me to bleep it. I fucking knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, that stupid fuck. Um, He's so annoying. Um, And he just, I, so he's tweeting a bunch of shit about Ryan Garcia and how he can't win. And then he won. And he's like, well, he's not ready. He can't do all this. And I was talking to somebody today about it. And like, he's a boxer. He goes like boxing camps and stuff. So like, the sport, like the people who are like real boxers in quotes, don't like Ryan Garcia because he's super flashy and stuff, but he doesn't lose. His KO was a body shot. And if you KO somebody with a body shot, you fucking know how to fight, dude. That's hard to do. Yeah. And his last tweet of the night was uh, Dizone Boxing tweeted, Describe Ryan Garcia in one word. Favorite tweet of the night. He said, Not ready, which is two words. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I definitely knew it was going to be him. I just didn't know. I'm like, wait, is it who I think it is? Since we all know him and he tweets stupid shit. Yep, that's exactly who I thought it was. Um, and obviously, Ryan Garcia is legit. He's 21-0, 18 knockouts, and he just knocked someone out with a body shot. Do you know how hard you have to get punched to get knocked out with a body shot? And the guy he fought was a 33-year-old Olympic gold medalist. So plenty of experience and obviously very good. And Ryan Garcia is 22. He's uh, the same age as mm-hmm. me. So he is the future <laughs> of boxing, whether these people want to admit or not. They don't like him because he's flashy and he's popular on social media. But guess yeah, what? That's like, what boxing is nowadays. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather is fighting Logan Paul. <laughs> Nate Robinson just got murdered by Jake Paul. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I know if this kid is listening, he doesn't. But if I – Jake Paul could be a professional boxer. He really could. Some boxers don't make their professional debut till they're 35. Jake Paul's 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's moving out of California to go train full time. I don't think he's going to do social media anymore. He's going to be a pro boxer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings that a kid from social media and YouTube is better than you, but guess what? That's how it is. So shut the fuck up and get over yourself. Also, this is really good for the sport in my opinion. This yes, gets people because, excited for it. Because guess what? If Ryan Garcia wasn't on social media, he would not be near as popular and not as many people would watch his fights. Mm-hmm. People watch his fights because they're like, oh, I've seen this guy on TikTok, which sounds stupid, but it brings yeah. eyes to the sport. Yeah. And tons and, of money. Yeah, exactly. And bringing in younger people is always good for any sport. So doing it for a sport like boxing, which has obviously in the past been absolutely insanely popular and it's fallen off over the years, but now bringing it back like this with all these internet personalities fighting, it's yeah. so good for the sports. It's so good. Nobody would have watched Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. If Jake Paul was not an undercard. 
You're right. And do you know how many people that don't know Floyd Mayweather are going to get to know him now because of Logan <laughs> Paul? Tons, yeah. tons of people. So I just had to rant. So annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to fucking bleep that name. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I changed the title of the segment instead of this or that. We just got questions of the week. I'm just going to ask you boys some questions. Beautiful. Um, so, f- fuck me. The first two are actually like would you rather's, but the last <laughs> one is a question. Okay. So, would you rather um, shower in toothpaste or bathe in mouthwash? Ooh. Um. I'm, I would say bathe in mouthwash because I don't know if the like the texture and like how toothpaste is made, if that would, like, that just would not feel right on my skin. Dude, mouthwash would burn your skin. Yeah, but you'd feel squeaky clean when you got out. I would definitely bathe in mouthwash. Like, I feel like mouthwash would would clean you right up because when you swish that, when I, well, I have a very soft palate, Mm -hmm. but when I swish that uh, mouthwash around in my tongue um, for 30 minutes, 30 seconds, I'm crying. (laughs) My eyes are watering so bad because it burns. Yeah, yeah, after you use mouthwash, you do feel, like, super clean afterwards. Yeah. So, ooh, yeah, my, mouthwash is – I just don't know how much it would, like, burn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like showering toothpaste would just be messy. Yeah, I, honestly, either one of them, you're going to smell great afterwards. That's true. I think toothpaste, though, would kind of be like Paul Chris getting doused in mayo. It's, like, the same texture. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I, yeah, I'll go with mouthwash then. Okay. Um, next one. Would you rather speak to animals or speak every single language fluently? Speak every single language fluently for sure. I would speak every language fluently. That way I could tell if those people are talking shit about me or not. I think I would go speak to animals. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would love to speak to animals because all I did growing up was watch Animal Planet, so that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, if you if you really put your – like, people can learn languages. You can't learn to speak to animals. Like, nobody in the world can speak to animals. So, like, to be a person who could do that it would be really actually, cool. Actually, that would be awesome. Imagine going to, like, the Congo and seeing a group of gorillas and talking to them. You know how sick that would be? Yeah, I would go to the zoo every fucking week. I'd literally walk in, the penguins would be like, Ian, what's up, bro? I know. That'd be fucking awesome. That would be sweet. That would be awesome. I would love to speak Spanish fluently because a lot of people here speak that language, but Mm -hmm. I feel like knowing every language wouldn't do me a ton of good because I don't think I'm going to travel to that many countries. Dude, do I need to to know how to speak fucking Czechoslovakian? No. No. You never know. Um, the, I feel like the only language that would do me good. You, you just said that you don't think learning another language would do, would be any good. No, I said learning. Like you think of talking to animals. No, 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 no. Would. I said learning every language. <laughs> like, of all the languages, if you learn every single language, how many of them are you actually going to speak? Spanish? Oh, my. By Mandarin? Maybe German? Um, dude, if 
Nah, you could. It would be so helpful. It would just be so helpful. Yes, but talking to animals would just be sick. Yeah, I obviously that that would be so cool. But speaking every like no speaking every single language fluently would be so helpful in life. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more useful. But speaking to animals would be more fun, and I'm all about fun. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, fair last enough, one. Fair enough. Um, what's a restaurant that we thought was nice when we were younger, but then realized as we got older, it's not that nice. Oh, um, Chili's. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Chili's or Olive uh, Olive Garden, actually. Uh, Olive Chili's Garden's Olive nicer Garden. than Chili's. Just, Olive Garden is not nice, bro. Stop. Compared Stop to Chili's, I would probably Chili. It's probably Chili's is every is like the one that I first thought of. But Olive Garden is in that same boat. Like, if you had to go on a date with somebody, would you rather take them to Olive Garden or Chili's? Dude, low-key, probably Chili's. (laughs) You're a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) There is, for people who grew up with the Chili's in the next town over, there's one answer here. I, I would probably go along the lines of, like, a Chili's or, like, an Applebee's. Okay, yeah, Applebee's too. What do you you have against Olive Garden? I feel like Olive Garden's a pretty nice place. Because because, uh, it's it's mass-produced Italian food. You know me. I like me some good old Italian food. You know what? That's fair. I'll give that to you. You're you're an Italian, so that's from your perspective. That's fair. Again, if you've had, like, good Italian food and have been to, like, a nice Italian restaurant – you would know that Olive Garden is shit. <laughs> like holy cannoli. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> Portillo's. No, yeah, That's thank you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like there's a there's a restaurant um, twenty minutes away, just over the border, in Illinois, Paisanos. I've been there multiple times. My family goes there every year for Christmas Eve, except for this year. But it's very good Italian food. I love it. Okay. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get on to our top five. Um, To ring in the new year, we're going to do top five things that we want to do this year. I'll start it off. Okay. Um, My number five is uh, maybe eat vegetables. Um, Oh, wow. See I know that you hate vegetables, so that's an yeah. I, I I eat like I'm five years old, um. <laughs> so maybe maybe eating vegetables would be good. Maybe my body won't want to kill itself anymore. <laughs> so maybe that could help. Um, have you seen the TV show, Dave? Oh, I haven't watched it, but I I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, he takes the smallest bite of a carrot and has dangerous diarrhea the next day. <laughs> so I feel like that would be you. <laughs> that would happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he swallowed the carrot. He just bit into it and he had like, like urgent diarrhea. The rest of the day. Yeah, so that's that. 
that's that is my number five. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, do you want me to go again? Sure. All right, my number five. I want to become the college version of Guy Fieri, uh, not <laughs> in the sense of like his looks, but in the sense of being a cook. Uh, I don't want to cook that fancy shit that Guy Fieri actually cooks. I want to be like, I just want to master like chicken nuggets and like mac and cheese and just like be the Guy Fieri version of him and maybe bring in some like flame shirts into the like occasion too. Like, oh, some nice red glasses. That's, that's who I aspire to be. I like that. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, coming in at number five for me is Die. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know about that one. Um, that one's just a joke, but I, I didn't, like, have a substitute. So yeah, it is my number five, but I just thought it would be funny. So, Nick. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Um. Hopefully, uh, for my number four, hopefully this, this next year will be better than 2020. So I have had a ton of boat days with the boys. Uh, you know, I love that pick, but it's so unfortunate that our friend who owns a boat is a pile <laughs> of trash and never takes us out on the boat. I know. That's, that's the one unfortunate thing. The one friend. We can name drop boat. him. Stephen Mason yeah. G. <laughs> yeah. He's the one person who has the boat who will take us out maybe, maybe twice a year. Maybe. Yeah, I think last year it was only once, so. It was once. I Okay, so hear me out on this. What if we befriend Dave G instead of Steven and we become boys with him? Dave G loves me. He loves me already. I think that we've talked about this too much. I think this year we need to take action and just do it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of our other friends would agree with us, too. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My number four. I, in 2021, I want to sign this podcast off topic to Barstool. I want to become part of Barstool. Okay. That's a big-time goal. Hey, 2021 is big-time like goal season. Or gain season, whichever G you want, but we're gonna have to find a way to grow a little faster if we want that to happen. The, yeah. It's up yeah. to audience who's listening to this right now. To share it. You know tell your mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters <laughs> and aunts and uncles and cousins. I actually know I know what we have to do to grow it. It's just a lot of work. But <laughs> I I don't I'm not I'm not opposed. We can talk after. I'm not opposed to doing it, but I know a way we can grow it. But we'll get to that. Okay, okay. we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> um, oh, it's my turn. Yes. Okay, Um. at number four, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to accomplish a lot this year for a month and then give up. Fair. I like it. Yep. Um. Last year – I had an excuse all year, you know, 2020 just stinks. Um, nobody's doing anything. So I'm kind of off the hook this year. I'm going to pre- just pretend to do stuff for a little bit. Um, but then ultimately give up because it's too hard. 
<laughs> it's like it's like when you start school. You're like every single year. You're like, yep. year, I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna get good grades. And then a couple weeks go by, and you're like, you know what? Does school <laughs> matter? No. <laughs> that that was my that was exactly my same mindset going into this last semester. I said, you know what? I'm gonna actually try. I got to try. I'm gonna actually do well. And uh, I ended up not taking one single note the entire semester. Did not use any of my notebooks. Um, and uh, still passed. So with a 2.5 GPA without doing any work. I had, I'm not going to brag, but I had a better GPA than you this semester. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At uh, number three, I have watched slash read every ounce of star wars content ever created wow okay um uh, the reading part is gonna take a while yeah yeah that is true it will there's a lot of star wars lore out there i know that's why that's why that you have a whole so year to do it sick. exactly <laughs> i'm i'm about Four days behind schedule, but we can get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. My number three, this one is COVID permitting. I do want to travel more this year. Mm. Now that I think about it, I probably should have thought about COVID in the situation, but it's 2021. COVID doesn't exist anymore. Right, guys? <laughs> yep. It just absolutely disappeared. It was crazy. <laughs> but I do want to travel. Um, I want to get out, explore the United States, the world, that sort of thing. Uh, so that's my number three goal. And that's actually like a realistic goal for me for the year. Yeah. Um, my number three is going to surprise you guys. Um, I want to swear more. Ah. How? How? <laughs> How can you do that? I don't know. But you know what? It, I'm going to find a way because I just, it just released so many endorphins to just curse. <laughs> and when, you know, 2020 was such a stressful year um, that, you know, cursing really got me through a lot, I guess. So this year I just want to swear more to avoid any uh, anxiety or anything like that. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to fucking swear guys. <laughs> And I know I swear a lot. I don't, I don't hear it, but everybody tells me I swear a lot. But, and I'm not even playing around. It has become such a normal part of my daily vocabulary. I don't even notice. Yeah, I know. Remember the time when you were swearing at the dinner table at my house? Oh, good Lord. Yes. And my mom goes, Ian. Yeah. See, I, I just <laughs> forgot. I just, I swear everywhere I am, like not out in public, but um, like, I don't know when I'm in a house, I just, sure. I, I felt so comfortable with your family that I just like forgot. I was just like just <laughs> letting them fly. She's like, do you swear like that at home? I'm like, my mom's worse than me. Where do you think I got this yeah. mouth from? Mrs. G, <laughs> you bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Does she listen to this? She, uh, she follows the Instagram. Okay, well, I just won't clip that. We, we just, we just don't make it a clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. For my number two, I have 
hopefully I get the vet for, for this is I'm getting into it, but I am one of the first people in line to get the vaccine. So hopefully I can get it early this year. So if as soon as I get the vaccine, I hope to eat an ungodly amount of Buffalo Wild Wings. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Like I like go three times a week. I absolutely chow down on some Asian zing. I went to B-dubs for my birthday with my roommates, but before that, I hadn't been since probably since March, probably when things closed down. Mm-hmm. So I've only been once in the last eight months, which is bad. <laughs> not, not healthy for me. <laughs> not healthy to not eat B-dubs once a week. To eat a large B-dubs. <laughs> Yeah, with fried pickles appetizer with a side of fries and about three large Diet Pepsis before I even get my order. And then a gallon of ranch to go with your wings. Yeah, and I ask you to order ranch because I know you don't like it, so you'll give it to me. All right, my number two thing I want to accomplish this year, I want to become TikTok famous. I don't care oh, what. I like that. I mean, you see all these girls like shaking their ass on TikTok and they get really famous off of it. And honestly, my ass is better than 75% of those girls' asses. Like, I've been taking notes and comparing it to mine, and mine's way better. Like, the only ass that is probably better is Stephen G and Khakis. Okay. Yeah, but nothing beats Stephen G and Khakis, so you can't even like compare yourself to that. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. You're right. But I do think that if I shake my ass a little bit more on TikTok, I will become TikTok famous. I actually, I actually thought about putting get famous on my list, but I decided not to, but I, it's a good goal. Um, okay. My number two, um, it's a long shot, but maybe it'll happen is go to a concert. Maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, that is definitely Oh, I've missed concerts, bro. The last concert I went to was Post Malone. I went to I don't remember the last concert I went to actually, which isn't which is bad. Because it's been a long yeah, was, time. I'll say that's sad. I know. I yeah, I literally don't know. But yeah, I would I just I miss concerts, so Maybe towards the end of the year, if maybe it could be a possibility. I, I, I think it will. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to be positive. I, I think it'll so. be a possibility. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, that, that would be huge. Hopefully Summerfest can go on this year. Oh, God, that'd be crazy. Even, even if it's in like September, October. Yeah, oh, I don't care. All right. Uh, for my number one. Drink wild cherry Pepsi at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I somehow knew that was going to be on your list. <laughs> that is just the one thing. That's probably I'm. That's up there for the worst things about <laughs> the goddamn coronavirus. Besides all the death and everything, not being able to go to the movies and have my goddamn wild cherry Pepsi hurts so bad. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, that's that's not a radical thing to say. I completely agree. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. The number one thing I want to accomplish this year in 2021 
it'll be hard, but if I feel like I put in the effort and the time, I'll be able to finally lick my elbow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You've been stretching? I, I'm like four days late on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, really all your New Year's goals don't start until the Monday after New Year's, which is today. So I plan on doing some nightly stretches. I want to be able to get this tongue on this elbow by the end of the year. Okay, you're, it's going to take some training, but I believe in you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have full faith. Okay. You have, you have a, a whole year to do it. You have 361 days. I think you can pull it off. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My last one, number one, and this one is not a long shot. I will do it even if I – I will do it is see a live sporting event. That one's much more realistic than a concert because most a lot of places are already letting in capacity. So I I will see a live sporting event this year, and it'll be one of the best and most refreshing things ever to be back in a stadium or field, wherever it may be, to just be with my friends and watch a sports game. Yeah, I I I assume by the end of the year, we will be able to go. I mean, it's realistic because if I really wanted to, I could just fly to Texas right now and go to something because, or mm-hmm. Florida. So I'll go to one regardless, no matter, even if it's not in Wisconsin. I know Nate yeah. and I were talking about really wanting to go to a White Sox game this year. And I hope yeah. we make that happen. Yeah, that's, that was the one thing that I really that like really sucked was not being able to see the White Sox this year, especially them being so good. And because we had tickets to one of their games that we couldn't oh. use. And I, I remember that day was perfect outside. It was sunny and like seventy degrees. It was yeah, like the most was. perfect day it could have been. And Tim Anderson bobblehead day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a heartbreaking day, and that was like right after it all started too. So it was yeah. real fresh. Mm-hmm. It, that, that, that was a poor way to start off the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. As we get into our off-topic segment, we do have something to talk about. But before that, I do want to say there was no Bachelor Talk this week. We will come back next week. We'll have Bachelor Talk. The Bachelor is on tonight from 7 to 9, and I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, so that's my little thing about The Bachelor. Let's go to the off-topic segment. Okay. Um, so I have a story that happened to me earlier this week. Um, so I had to drive into Williams Bay just for my mom to sign a check for me. And that's where she works. And you guys know in Williams Bay, I was on my way back home towards my house and you know, the four way intersection by the hospital, like coming from Williams Bay to Elkhorn. Yep. Well, um, there was a line of cars, a big line of cars, um, and I was behind them. And then once the light turned green, they were all going real slow. So most of the cars in front of me decided to pass, but it goes to one lane pretty quick. So I didn't want to pass like and get stuck or whatever. So I tried, I was like, I was freaking out. I was panicking. So I started to pass a little bit, realized I wasn't going to make it. So I had to get in between uh, this long, long line of cars. I think Liam knows where this is going. Um, 
And as I got into the line, my heart sunk into my toes because I saw that the car in front of me and behind me had a flag on them that said funeral line. (laughs) So, um, my, my gray Honda Civic was (laughs) in line with a bunch of funeral cars behind a hearse. And I had to wait there for not long. Thank God. Cause the cemetery is right past that intersection. But, um, like I, my, jaw just sunk to the floor when i saw that flag i was like oh no i'm so (laughs) sorry to whoever i've just ruined days but my bad (laughs) did you know that it's actually legal to do that i'm glad you told me that that makes me feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) that yeah it is illegal to like pass a funeral line or like cut like cut in front of them yeah, well, I didn't pass them. I went right into the middle of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Silly mistake. Um, I learned my lesson. Look for the little flag on the back of the cars if there's a long, suspicious line. Um, won't happen again. My bad. <laughs> but it made for a good story. So. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> What about you guys? Any anything like that happened to you this week? No, did, did not. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, good. No, um, I didn't once... commit a crime. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad. We'd we'd hate to have you to lose you in this podcast. By jail. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Once again, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Share us with your friends and family. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our links are always in the episode bio. And we will talk to you guys next week. We're out of here.